Shane Laurie here with Sean McCabe, back for another week of uh, Because We Love Motorsport. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you, Shane. And you're darn right. We are here because we love motorsport. We absolutely love it through and through. And uh, even though this weekend just gone, I said uh, off air, we didn't have the big three. We didn't have the Formula One, the MotoGP or the supercars, but there was plenty of other action. And of course, not to mention, I'm still uh, slightly hungover after the Burst Auto Parts Top Fuel Australian Championship here in Perth uh, just on uh, the weekend ago. Was that uh, hungover from the uh, nitromethylene? Yeah, well, I was going to say, yeah. look, I'm still deaf in one eye. <laughs> oh dear. That's how much I enjoyed it. Look, um, we'll jump right in. It's probably going to be a bit of a short one this week. Um, we got sent a few little bits and pieces, which is fantastic, so keep it up. You know, I'd love to see more of this come through. Um, from the Alexandra District Speedway Club, um, they had three different titles on the line over the weekend. Uh, Kane Dalla, who's actually a West Australian, um, took out the Speedway Sedan's Victorian Junior Sedan title. Uh, Damon Ingram won the Victorian Junior Standard Saloon title. And Damien Miller won the Victorian Sports Sedan title. Uh, and that was over two days of racing there. Um, and at Dalesford Speedway, uh, Brett Carrington won the Belshaw uh, Memorial uh, in the Modifieds. So a um, bit of Speedway information coming into us, which is great. Um, and, of course, um, West Australia had their wrap-up of their Speedway season. Well, yeah. one of the Speedway seasons. On well, the- <laughs> that's a good point indeed. And a huge season it's been, the Perth Motorplex. And, yeah, good to get the grand final. With the grand final, the drag racing, uh, the prior weekend. And, yeah, this weekend just gone was the grand final of Speedway for the season of 2021-22. And full of action it was, as you would expect, Jane. It was lots um, of uh, uh, huffing and puffing, uh, lots of bingles on the track. We saw one of the classic of course, was uh, Callum Williamson and uh, Jason Kendrick. Now, oh, they yeah. don't see eye to eye. Apart from the fact they're roughly the same height, <laughs> but apart from that, they don't see eye to eye. Um, and they had a little bit of a bingle there during one of the heats there, which meant that um, for the feature, Jason Kendrick actually was down around about, oh, to, towards the rear of the grid, and I think uh, Callum Williamson was about seventh. Mm. So they both uh, penalised themselves, you know, severely when they got to the uh, to 30-litre, to the 30 lap feature I should say and uh, Daniel Harding went on to win that from uh, James Inglis in second place and James Inglis was also involved in some uh, some biff and barge there um, but he actually went on to win that that race where uh, Kendrick and Williamson took each other out and ultimately uh, Kendrick was disqualified and as I say yeah, well. they um, they don't see eye to eye some of those guys but yeah James Inglis came in second and uh, Dane King shot in third with AJ Nash in fourth and uh, another great uh, Name Mayolo in fifth, Bradley Mayolo. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. It's um, one Remember of those... that name from going, uh, the last name from Claremont Speedway. Well, that's exactly right. Um, I think of the Mayolos, also think of the Priolos, for instance. Yep. And uh, when you think about the name Priolo, uh, Priolo especially Pino Priolo, that takes you right back to Claremont Speedway. And um, and he also drag races these days. He races in Top Door Slammer. In actual fact, yep. his, uh, his entire rig was up for sale there for a while. Yeah. And if I could have only fitted in it, <laughs> you know, I would love.
myself to have uh, been part of it. But yeah, but he's back yeah. out there racing now. The uh, he looks after the kids. So the kids race one weekend at Speedway, and uh, he races the other weekend at drag racing. Yeah, fantastic. What else happened in uh, Speedway at Quinana? Well, it was that uh, very interesting. Being the finale, we also had the uh, speed cars. They had their twenty lap feature, and uh, for a change, it wasn't Tom Payette up the front. Um, it's one of those names. Every it's like every Sunday morning when you flick through the. Uh, the, the, the finalists in the newspaper, it's always Tom Payette, Tom Payette, always, always. And this weekend, Tom wasn't up there, and it was actually Caden Manders who came in first place for the 20-lap uh, uh, feature for the speed cars with Lee Redmond in second, Travis White in third, Daniel Golding in fourth, and another one of the Manders, Vaughan Manders, there in fifth place. And on to the 360s. Well, this is another great category, the 360s sprint cars. If you're not racing the 410s, you'll find a lot of the guys in the 360s and as an example, Jason Pride, uh, Bomber Lancaster and Kai Scroop were uh, racing in the 360s and uh, they were split by Troy Troy Lawson who came second. But uh, Jason Pride, a real tough racer and uh, in the 410s, it was great to see him out there in the 360s, slightly, uh, slightly reduced capacity uh, engines, but that was really good racing nonetheless. And uh, it's a great way to wind up what has been a magnificent year for Speedway. It keeps getting better and better, I guess, when you've got such a, a world-class venue as the Perth Motorplex is, your uh, speedway will always get better and better, but it's, uh, it is nice to see when uh, one of the drivers jumps out, for instance, the Kendrick and Wilson's got out and had a little bit of a head-butting of each other, but it's all in good nature. Uh, they'd be having a beer later on that evening, but yeah, great racing. It's like goats, basically. Just, yeah, head-butting each other. Exactly, like exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was speedway for another year, and I know we're looking forward to uh, the next season coming on and uh, look if we don't have some of those uh, same issues we had this year it'd be nice if uh, some of the US boys had come out here I know we've had um, some great racing in Speed Week which is just on the um, Christmas New Year's break runs over about nine or ten days got four rounds there and when the US boys come from the uh, from overseas it's always first class racing and we get some of the boys come from these states like Robbie Farr he yeah. came over several times this year and uh, really took it up to that to our lads and uh, it's funny because he races number 14 the same as Jason Pride for instance um, so uh, so sometimes you sort of uh, you can get the cars ever so slightly mixed up but um, um, uh, Robbie Robbie Farr has a V next to his name 14 V for Victorian we do forgive him for being a Victorian I must admit oh dear but uh, yeah look the um, the we had a lovely chat oh um, with Brooke Newson. Uh, who's this week's uh, guest on the um, Behind the Sport podcast. And um, she's heading off up north for start, starting of the rounds up there for Speedway. So gotcha. all the yeah. smaller rounds are, you know, I guess, well, some people say smaller, some will say bigger. It depends how you look at it. Um, but the other rounds of Speedway will now kick off at all the um, other Speedways around uh, Perth. Yeah. Or WA, I should say. Yeah, and I can um, imagine up the Northern Territory also, they'll start to arc up pretty soon. Yeah, so, um, but uh, also the Motorplex um, all over the weekend was uh, the Burnout Friday, Good Friday Burnout King, which rounded out the end of the 2021-22 Burnout Championships. And um, before you get to the, just giving us the winners of each class. Yes. Um, Got to give a special mention to someone. Yes, please do. The lollipop man, Stuart Hope. Oh yeah, <laughs> he, he, he did a lovely bloke. He, yeah. he jumped in. A, he jumped in the Quinana banana. Yes, 
um, in the uh, sportsman class, I yeah, believe. And uh, he came in second. Yep. Um, but you know, it was a bit weird not seeing him jumping around on the starting line and. The more um, you know, reserved and measured Anita was up there. Yes. Um, so it was a bit bit different to, to see the sort yeah. of calmness at the start line. Exactly, yes. Comparison, Stuart, but, um, uh, yeah, Stuart can be quite flamboyant at times, can't he? Oh, it's great to see. It's great to see. But yeah, he had a massive smile on his face. Um, a couple of people were ribbing him all night, telling him he wasn't going to get anywhere, any place anywhere. Yes, yeah. Um, and he came in second. Yep. So yeah. But, um, yeah, so you had a sportsman winner, an open class winner, and a pro class Class winner, give us the three names. Okay, well, should we start with the uh, the sports and winners? We had uh, Dane Bairstow on board the Ford Falcon uh, XG utility, and uh, Stuart Hope, as you mentioned, Stewie in the VN Commodore was in second place, and Nathan Atkinson in third. On to the open class, we had uh, Jackson Tanin, or should I say Tananian, uh, in the XD Falcon utility. Ewan Haxon on board the VK Holden Commodore, huge big engine. Uh, uh, and the donk there, and uh, Simon Birch on board of the Holden One Tunner brought up third place there for Open. Now, I'm going to be very rude and interrupt, but mm. you need to mention some of these number plates. Like, oh, yeah, indeed. They call, you, you know, like the so sportsman Dane, Dane Barristow, have a go. What a name. You know, have a go, wins it. Absolutely. Um, open class, Jason uh, Tannian. Uh, yeah, we're all having problems with his last name. Sorry, mate. Um, Ken Oath. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, um, yep. You know, and as I said, you know, the Quinana Banana for Stuart Hope in second. But, um, so, yeah. yeah, heading to pro class, some even better names. There is indeed. Like, I've got, um, you know, if you own a uh, Holden Commodore, it's a VY model, you might call it VY Not. Or um, another one here called Shit Talker. We've got Stiffy. Uh, we've got uh, V Fry, Pepper It, <laughs> Blown 40, uh, Game Over, Blowing E. Which is an uh, an XE Ford Falcon. Yep. You've got Punter laying fat, uh, too tough for you. King of Diesel, the game unwanted, not bad. Dirty Smurf, King Cruiser. Everyone loves King Cruiser, the big Land Cruiser. When that goes out and does a big skid. Mm. Um, Angry Q, LS1, Agro Gem. Absolutely, Agro Gem is a yep. little uh, a little uh, Holden Gemini, which is uh, just unbelievable to see out there. But yeah, the uh, the names uh, are amazing. A friend of mine around the corner has got Meltdown and he also had another one called uh, a Short Temper. So, yeah, the different uh, Reggio plates you get, it's really, uh, yeah, it really turns it on and uh, it's kind of interesting. When you're a commentator there, it's one of the times you actually get to swear at the crowd. <laughs> you know, there was one recently called Cum Sock. Oh, lovely. Know? And then uh, the other week there was one called Communal Sock, you know, and you're like, wow, you know. I mean, okay, that's not swearing, but it's like jeepers. Well, I think on that note, you better get to the top three of the pro class before we uh, get bumped out of iTunes completely. Indeed, yes. And <laughs> LX Tirana there of, of Dwayne uh, Palantine, um, he took out first place by uh, Steve Sines in second and Matthew Hughes in third. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So it was, uh, look, it was an absolutely awesome event. Started around about four in the afternoon and went through till nine o'clock at night. So, and I know I see the photographs you've taken. Uh, as you head in through the, the sunset into the evening, it looks absolutely beautiful. And it's, uh, it's great to see some of the guys that uh, uh, have put uh, tyres on the car that smoke in different colours. Yeah, you know some of the yellows you've got and golds are absolutely superb, and it's one of the things that we uh, quite often enjoy.
enjoy is they'll have a gender reveal and cars will come out with either blue tyres, should I say smoke from blue tyres or smoke from pink tyres. Um, they just they don't look blue or pink from the outside. They just look black. But mm. when they arc up the smoke, you get those uh, different colours. And that, that's often called a gender reveal. Really good value. But, uh, yeah, huge event. And uh, so we've actually had, I think that was the round four, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. That was, that was uh, no, I'm sorry, it's actually round one. five. Yeah, that yep, was round five. One. So that was the Burnout King. Prior to that was the Bunbury Burnout Challenge, the Triple B Fest, the Burnout Boss, and we started the season with the West Coast Nats. Um, so basically, look, so over the season uh, for pro class, it was Matt Hughes on board Are You Sure? He was first followed by Brett Pearson on v Not, and Jamie Ball on Shit Talker. He was in third place um, over the full season of the five rounds. In the open class, we had Jeff Jackson on board uh, Jack Black. We had uh, Gavin Van Brooklyn on board Black Jack. Black Jack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Black Jack, yep. And uh, Ewan Haxton on board VK. Chaos, a Holden Commodore VK model, absolutely uh, plenty of grunt, absolutely brilliant to see. Puts on an awesome skid in the sportsman class. It was, as we expected, Dane Bairstow from Luke Hall and Lauren Youngs on board Castrator. Lauren Youngs <laughs> taking it up there for the ladies, doing it for the ladies. And uh, she competed in all five rounds and uh, took home third prize for the, uh, for the year. Well done, uh, Lauren Youngs in Castrator. Well, I think on that note, we uh, maybe need to move a bit higher brow into into the world. Um, Bathurst Six Hour was was run and done over the weekend, and um, Cameron Hill Thomas Sargent, yes, back of the grid, sixty third, yeah, after being excluded from qualifying, finished first um, in a hundred and thirty laps of Mount Panorama. Yep which is the second most of all time yep. for the Bathurst six hour. Yes, indeed, yeah. Went for six hours and 50 seconds. Um, that's a long, long time. And it's funny how uh, some of the Bathurst 1000s thousand, will go for a little bit longer. I think uh, the one I was at back there in 2015 went for approximately seven hours and 20-odd minutes. It was an amazing event. But, yeah, the uh, Bathurst six-hour is a uh, a real – it's one of those marquee events that comes on pretty much every Easter time. Bathurst and Mount Panorama being a private road, effectively, sure, you look at it, it looks like a racetrack, but it is a, a private road. In actual fact, mm. it's a scenic road around Mount Panorama itself with a 60-kilometre-hour speed limit, and uh, it's very – very, very steep. It's approximately 170 metres from the start line to the peak, which is, um, I think, either Reed Park or Skyline. So it's uh, it's, it's very much a mountain. Uh, but, yeah, the six-hour race there was um, on for young and old. But, yeah, 132 laps inside the six hours, a darn good effort. But to, um, what do they say, in order to win, first you have to, um, no, you, you have to, um, complete the journey to win and so to do the 132 laps starting from last position was a magnificent effort and mm. when you look at some of the entrants in here I mean Nick Perkett in the BMW 4 him and his team came third 
um, Tony Quinn and Grant Denyer. Grant Denyer, the uh, young man from TV fame, uh, they came eighth. You had, what about this, Jason and his son Ben Barguana. What a great story that is, coming in ninth place, uh, teaming up together. Another great uh, great name from Supercarland was Tony Delberto aboard his HSV Club Sport. Uh, he came in 13th. Will Davison and his team was 27th. And uh, another ripper, Aaron McGill, who's been around the uh, Dunlop Development Series and the Supercars for many, many years. He teamed up with John Bow. John Bow. Fantastic. Oh, absolutely. And they came in 36th place on board the Ford Falcon GT. Now, there were six safety cars for only a total of 13 laps. You would expect a lot more uh, laps behind the safety car. So six laps, just on two laps each safety car. So uh, a very economical race. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, six hours and uh, 50 seconds on the dot. Magnificent. Uh, I mean, it'd be a great event to be in, that's for sure. I mean, just to have cruised a, a higher car around uh, Mount Panorama is something, but to uh, to be part of a six-hour Bathurst uh, race, that would be special. Back in uh, TCR, Aaron uh, Cameron took out two of the three races. Uh, Bailey Sweeney, rookie in TCR this year, um, got his maiden win uh, over the weekend, and in that he was 11.4 seconds clear of James Moffat, so a very convincing uh, first win. And then, uh, of course, um, another category that ran over the weekend there was Trans Am. Yes, um, yeah. And, you know, he could have almost just predicted the re- result for the whole weekend. Yeah. Um, Nathan Hearn did a complete sweep of the mountain. Um, Tim Brook um, was behind him picking up the crumbs uh, in second for all three races. Uh, the only difference was in the first race, uh, Ben Grice um, picked up all the dregs. Yes. And yeah. uh, Owen Kelly did the rest of the dregs duty for the weekend. So, you know, it was um, – and there's some action all up and down the field. Um, I know uh, West Australian Brock Bolly got caught up in some stuff. Um, but, you know, he got his name mentioned in the paper and that for it. So, yeah, God, that's <laughs> – that's uh, so... I know he was very happy uh, with his result. Um, he posted up earlier – well, yesterday I think it was – um, saying I think they finished uh, 16th or 13th overall for the weekend, so they were very happy with the result. And, uh, oh, yeah. Of course, any laps around a track, you know, to get points uh, points and or experience is, uh, is fantastic in most races' eyes. Certainly is. And when you listen to some of the competitors, being Owen Kelly, he was a former V8 supercar racer. Um, I think one of the other names you mentioned there was also uh, you know, a supercar racer. Some very talented racers actually in the race itself and all the different categories. It's good to see. I think it's another thing with uh, Bathurst is we probably became a little bit used to Ford versus Holden on the mountain. Sure, going back to the uh, 60s and 70s, that was brilliant. Um, well, even the 80s had the... The 80s had the 80s and 90s had the, the Japanese invasion and yeah, well, yeah, European yeah. cars come over and yep. and then uh, depends on who you listen to. Yes, um, the the Australian in in quotation marks manufacturers. Yes, got a bit annoyed about that because back yeah. then wins on the mountain did actually translate to sales. Yeah, win Sunday, oh, sell Monday, sell Monday. Yeah, yeah exactly. that actually did translate back then. Yes. So all of a sudden, you know, you got all these uh, overseas cars coming in and yes, um, wiping the floor with the yep. the V eight supercars, yeah, so indeed. to speak. And yes, 
Yeah. yeah. So all of a sudden they got pushed out. Well, that's right. I mean, especially when you look at some of the names like uh, Jones, for instance, uh, on board of Volvo and, uh, you know, Walkinshaw on board of Jaguar. Yeah. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the, the few of those um, uh, BMWs out there, for instance, Tony Longhurst and the BMW up against uh, Paul, uh, Paul Morris at Winton there at mm. uh, you know, some classic uh, um, cars. And, of course, then we moved on in really going through the uh, supercar age of the Ford versus Holden. And then, of course, along came um, uh, Mercedes. Thought, well, we'll dip our toe in. Or should I say it was um, Volvo came in first. Volvo so came we'll, in first. We'll dip our toe then in there Nissan first. Nissan came back yeah, in. Nissan. And uh, then, of course, uh, Mercedes. But um, my, the regulations changed again yeah, mysteriously and they all left again. Yeah, I know. But my, <laughs> my understanding was that Mercedes didn't, like being in there be- unless they were number one. Like they couldn't, they couldn't handle it. their car didn't finish on top of a Holden or a Ford yeah. or a Nissan, you know, or a Volvo. Um, there, that that was, you know, and if they had have been winning, they probably would have still been in there, Mercedes. Uh, but because they were, you know, right down the bottom, sure, Erebus were on board, and Erebus are doing a magnificent job. And uh, Betty Clemenko from Erebus still owns at least one of the um, the Mercedes they use as a ride car. Um, but uh, yeah. You know, it's 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 been funny, and and of course now we're looking at uh, well, I think we were hoping that say BMW might have come on board, um, but it does look now like it's going to be be down to the um, Ford Mustang versus the uh, Chevy Camaro as the future of supercar racing here in Australia as we know it. Speaking of supercars. Two weeks to go. Well, I can't wait for this one. This has been a long time in the making when you think about... Two um, years. Two years yeah, supercars in that's Australia. Right. Yeah, we missed out um, and it was it was pretty tough. You know, the, leave all the politics aside, but I reckon this is going to be absolutely massive. I mean, we saw... Uh, I know, um, Shane, you were there on the last weekend there, the Perth Motorplex. We went without uh, top fuel for well, two years and the actual full uh, racing for six years, and the people just turned up in droves, and I think the same thing will happen here at uh, the Perth Supernight Sprint. Uh, it's going to be huge. Uh, just hope the weather holds. It'd be nice if that would hold out, if Mother Nature would look after us. <laughs> um, but, yeah, April 30 and uh, the 1st November, that is going to be on for young and old. And, uh, yeah, coming off the Australian Grand Prix, which was um, action-packed, indeed, plenty of action. I mean, four races, mm-hmm. but yeah, this is going to be this is going to be really, really something. And I know I'm thoroughly looking forward to it. Now, in the meantime, coming up this weekend, the Australian Motor Racing Series was supposed to be at the Bend, um, but we've um, received an email saying that they're actually moving that to Winton. Um, so that round, which was supposed to be on the 22nd and 20 to 24th of April at the Bend, is now becoming Thunder Sports Thunder Days at the Winton Motor Raceway. Now, the AMRS is pretty cool, so it's, um, you know, it's actually uh, very professionally run grassroots motorsport series, um, sort of a step down from Shannon's. Yes. Um, but you get, like, the, the you know, Shannon's is that midway point, I'd say, between, you know, grassroots and stepping up into, you know, like something like supercars, and they're probably actually heading more towards being up there. Yes. Um, But Australian Motor Racing Series um, and a few of those, you know, they sort of run in that area where, you know, if you want to take the next step up from uh, state level and don't want to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, 
go racing with AMRS. Um, there's a couple of others that uh, all race at the same time. Um, and MotoGP is back uh, this weekend uh, in Portugal. Um, and, yeah, it's be interesting to see um, where everyone ends up. MotoGP, Moto2, Moto3. Uh, Moto3? Yeah, Moto3 is racing. Um, and there was actually Moto E testing yes, recently. Yes, that's so. uh, interesting too, isn't it? Yeah, we've seen Formula E, uh, which is of course electric, but see to uh, Moto E. Yeah, it also just shows you uh, the advancement of technology and the advancement of sport. Um, but just with the MotoGP, I just wanted to mention that um, the mixture of bikes that have been on the uh, on the front of the uh, sort of say on the podium, your Ducatis, your KDMs, your Hondas, Yamaha, Suzuki, even Aprilia has been uh, take it uh, took out the victory there in Argentina uh, with Alicia Spargro. So a wide variety of machinery on the uh, podium, which is great to see, rather than just being sort of dominated purely by you know Valentino Rossi with, with Yamaha and. Quattararo of Yamaha and of course the Ducatis have been very uh, very dominant but it's great to see um, obviously without Mark Marquez being there uh, Paul Espigaro they're getting the Honda up there uh, I mentioned um, Oliveira the KTM um, Aprilia of course uh, Espargo Alicia Espargo and of course uh, Alex Rins with uh, Suzuki taking up to the Ducati boys which is very very interesting mm-hmm. um, and when you look at the uh, the order for instance you've got Bastianini and the Ducatis in first place for the year, followed by Suzuki, Aprilia, Suzuki, Yamaha, KTM, Ducati and KTM. And uh, one down the bottom here, I did want to mention a big special mention to uh, a couple of our Australian boys. Now, uh, Jack Thriller Miller, look, he's been right up there for a few years, hasn't quite been able to crack it. He's had a few wins. He's doing very well. He's been consistent. Uh, but he certainly, he's look, if he doesn't, put it on pole, or if he doesn't qualify really well, he gets a terrific launch from the Ducati off the start line, and he'll find himself in the top three pretty early on, but getting those results that we that we want from him and expect from him uh, hasn't been uh, forthcoming, and I, my understanding is that uh, his best finish was actually fourth, sorry, third at uh, Texas there just uh, recently. Um, so I'd expect a little bit more from him, but I'll tell you who I'm really proud of is young Remy Gardner, the son of uh, Wayne Gardner, the um, absolute 500cc legend there and uh, former V8 supercar racer. Yeah, this is his first season in the MotoGP, the big game, and uh, he's He's been taken up the boys on board a KTM and uh, 15th at Qatar, 21st in Indonesia, 17th in Argentina, 20th in uh, Texas. But um, look, he's it's just great to see another young Australian there. And uh, this is probably really his just his learning season, his development season. Sure, he's 22nd out of 25. But uh, look, I'm, I'm very proud of him. I think he's doing a terrific job uh, with the KTM boys. That's Remy Gardner, the West Australia, sorry, the Australian lad. Last couple of minutes, Formula One uh, is heading to Imola yes. uh, this weekend. Um, Imola? Sorry, yeah, Imola. Yeah, Imola. The, yeah. Um, that was... <laughs> sorry. Yeah, um, it, it's spelt very differently in different uh, languages. Yes, gotcha. Um, so, yeah, so basically they're, they're hoping for a, um, a Ferrari 
win. Um, they, it's looking like it could be a Red Bull versus Ferrari. Oh wow! Do you uh, another another well, obviously another one up there. But you know that'd be great to see. And you know, I think um, yeah, it'd be be fantastic. You know, if if uh, Ferrari can step on that top step, but uh, it certainly will. Essentially, a home Grand Prix. Well, that's right. You know, I I mean, but it's not Monza. No, but... that, that's, I, I think the some would argue and say, oh no, Monza's our traditional home yep. Grand Prix. But uh, Imola in Italy, a yep. lot of um, the prestige. will be out. Yes, that's right, indeed. Unfortunately, that's where we lost Ayrton Senna going back about uh, 30 years, I think 31 years. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's, it's a magnificent track, a lot of history. Um, it's been remodelled, obviously, over the last three decades, and, but always brings good racing. And the Italian fans, they come in in droves. And, uh, look, I think it's great to see a – I really call it a changing of the guard from Mercedes to Ferrari at the moment. Um, and it's, it's, it's really good to see. And I think the – Sport of, of motor racing and motorsport is important when Ferrari is strong. Now we're going to finish off with the top ten in uh, Formula One, just purely because this is a interesting story. Charles Leclerc, yes, seventy-one points. Yes, George Russell, isn't that great? Second on thirty-seven points. Isn't that just brilliant? I mean, there's a massive gap. Yep, but you know there he is. Yep, Carlos Sainz. 33 points. Knocking on the door. Sergio yes. Perez, 30 points. Also knocking on the door. Lewis Hamilton. No, 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 no. No, I should say. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, 28 points. He's back in fifth. Yeah, he's With been Max let down. Verstappen back in 25th. Jeez, yes. Some, uh, yep. Yeah, very unfortunate retirement. So yep. um, hopefully they'll get their reliability of that car going. Esteban Ocon, 20 points. Lando Norris, 16. Kevin Magnussen, 12. And uh, Valtteri Bottas back in 10th uh, on top points as well. So, yeah. Gee, yeah. I think uh, Kevin Magnussen is probably up there with uh, my best uh, ride so far this season, uh, taking the Haas vehicles up there. And, of course, George Russell, uh, second place, magnificent. And, uh, yeah. look, Lewis Hamilton, he's looking – every Sunday he's been let down by his tyres. Those Pirelli tyres he gets – he seems to get the, the worst batch, doesn't he? You know, there's always – Anyway, yeah, that's the Sunday joke there for, uh, for Lewis. But, yeah, Leclerc in first and uh, Russell in second. It's, it's very interesting. We've got 30 seconds left in this episode and uh, we're going to dedicate it to Lewis. Um, <laughs> you have to. I have to because it's interesting. He's finally not got a front-running car. Yeah. Oh. And it's showing exactly, yes. you know, yes. the race that he is. Yes, indeed. No, I mean, I think a lot of us picked that up last year when um, – uh, Lewis had COVID and he was replaced by George Russell who stepped up from Williams into the car and look he, he all bar won the darn race yep. you know and it's just going bloody, to show bloody Hamilton mechanics yes. and on that note end of episode <laughs> see you later folks catch you later thanks Shane bye bye